Welcome back to the CEO Mastery Show. Amanda Holmes here. And this week's episode is Stop Cold Email Spamming. Follow this four-step cold email guide. Here is your dose of the ultimate sales machine coming to you from the new edition. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com to get your copy or multiple copies. I am your host, Amanda Holmes, CEO of Chet Holmes International. What you're about to learn has assisted a quarter of a million businesses to generate billions of dollars, working faster, better, smarter. Are you curious about what makes a cold email click-worthy versus toss-worthy? Cold email is a powerful tool. For every $1 you spend on email marketing, you generate on average $42 back. It is the highest ROI generating marketing tactic. The only problem is because it's so easy, we take advantage of it. So maybe you've heard emails like this before. Let me just open up my LinkedIn and read you a few. Here's some people that have written out to me on LinkedIn. Let's see. Hello, Amanda. We are seeing tremendous success through the digital solutions we offer working with our amazing clients. I would like to share with you the below in an effort to put a, to be a pure resource for you. Let me read another one. Maybe this sounds familiar. I want to circle back and stay on your radar. It is my focus to keep our services top of mind for you. I am looking to set up a call to walk you through how we can help you in many ways to increase your business or sales opportunities. Who replies to this? Okay, does this one sound familiar? Amanda, we value integrity and purpose over here at our company. We look for it in our clients and we walk the walk ourselves. We've built our own brands and businesses. That's why we give our clients complete transparency around pricing and scope of work. No secrets, no surprises. Literally, who has time to read up until that point? That was two paragraphs worth of information. I joke sometimes when I'm keynoting about how I would have to be drunk sitting have no friends whatsoever, nobody that loves me in my life. And for fun, in my free time, if I did drink, I would sit there with a bottle of wine and reply to these ridiculous messages. Who responds to this? I wonder that. Every time I read a cold email on LinkedIn, majority of the time I'm wondering, who's responding to this? Let me show you how to flip the switch and be the most effective so you can get up to nine times more response from your cold emails. Number one, the biggest fault that we make in cold emailing is the horrid mistake of being tactical. What is your goal with these cold emails? Majority of people say, well, I know if I send 100 emails, I might get three people that are interested. That's 3% that's in the buying now category. So I just need to send thousands more to get that 3% to open it. Well, is that your only goal is to get that appointment or to get that response? Let me ask you, would it be valuable if you were considered an expert in your space? Hmm. Would it be valuable if with the response, they find it so valuable, that email, that they forward it to other people in their staff? Would that be valuable? Hmm. Would it be valuable that they feel that you are such, they're such a raving fan of the information that you bring to them that they would want to refer it to every other person they know that could be of your service? So the question is, 
Do you want to continue to grind working on that lower standard, right? Because you have to work double as many hours to double your sales as a tactician. A majority of people don't have that time to work double the hours. But there are people that are making five to 10 times more money than you. They are being strategic. They are being smarter with every move they're making. So a strategist speaks to the painful problem that keeping your prospects up at night, right? They are leading with education. I'll give you an example of this in just a minute. The second biggest problem that people make when cold prospecting, the faux friendship flop, okay? You think you're acting like your friends. First impressions are important, so don't make that first impression that you are fake. Fake, oh, how are you? We know you don't care. You are a random stranger. It annoys the crap out of me to hear people ask me how I'm doing when I know that they're just trying to pitch me something. It's like, okay, if you're going to pitch me, then just get straight to the pitch, whatever. I don't want to hear it either way. So majority of salespeople, you want to build rapport. And superstar salespeople spend majority of their time building rapport first. Then you are 60% of the way to a sale if you build rapport and just find their need. So what are you doing to build rapport? Majority of people do this in a fake way. They send these messages where I open it because I think it's actually a friend of mine because they may say, oh, it's been a while since we talked. I see that all the time. So I click on it. Oh, it's been a while. Does that mean that we have talked? I saw you on LinkedIn and I thought we, I should reach out. Who cares? Okay, yeah, you got the open from me, but I didn't stick because nothing about it was compelling. And I actually felt annoyed. That's why so many of our prospects are annoyed is because we're perpetually spammed and faulted and tricked into opening something. That's where they call it clickbait. When I talk about stadium pitches, sometimes I hear people say, oh, that's clickbaity. No, it's highly effective, very efficient in a very short period of time. And it grabs their attention. There's a difference. So stop being a faux friend to your prospects and be real about what gets in the door. And I'm going to share that with you in a minute. A great example of this is when people ask, hey, I'd love to get to know you. Hey, what are your goals in your business? It's like you have to earn my respect, my trust for me to take my valuable time to share with you what's going on in my business. If that is what you're saying in your emails, think twice because that is not valuable. You have to earn the right. The third biggest blunder in cold emailing is that you don't have a solid call to action. What is your call to action? Brevity is a virtue. It should be short and to the point. We had a cold emailing campaign that we did recently, and it was a Dream 100, actually. And we ended up getting 68% to book a call with us. It was unparalleled. We were hyper-focused. We focused on sponsors that were about to go to a trade show. And we said, hey, we'd like to deliver you trade show regrets, the six biggest costly mistakes that sponsors make to waste their hard-earned investment. I can send it to you. It's a report. Would you like that report? Do you know how many people said yes? And not only that, they said, hey, I'd sent it to the CEO. Can you send it to our head of marketing? Here's their email. Okay, can you send it to our head of sales? Here's that person's email how valuable that education was. And it was very short. I went straight into stadium pitch title. If you don't know what I'm talking about with a stadium pitch, you need to read chapter four of the ultimate sales machine. And it's free if you want to go out there on the internet and get chapter four ultimate sales machine or pay $17 at ultimatesalesmachine.com and get your book. 
But we lead with a stadium pitch to grab their attention, something that's valuable to them right then, right there. And especially in that particular instance, it was something that was top of mind for them and they had urgency. They were about to be at a trade show presenting, well, yes, I need that report and I need it now. And can you send it to everybody else on my team? How can you create something educational that's super valuable to where they want to, like I said before, right? Refer it to other people. It's that valuable. I will give you a email that came from chapter seven of the ultimate sales machine page 148, one of the seven musts of marketing. It's in chapter seven, the seven musts of marketing. This was a cold email. So this particular client had hired, they were in manufacturing and they had multiple in manufacturing, you know, you have like four different steps to the sales process to finally get to the end user from the OEM to the end user. They had hired a sales team to cut out the middleman to just go direct to their clientele, which were builders. Now, they hired five sales reps to try and find, um, to speak directly to builders. And over the year, they had a quota that they had to get, I think it was like 24 new clients sold, 24 clients. They had an entire year and none of them hit 24 clients. They could not get just two builders to buy a month. Now, they said it was utterly impossible to get builders. I found that very fascinating, and they had hired us to build them a core story. So I found somebody that knew a multifamily investor, and I said, hey, can you send them this email? I'd like to have a meeting with them. This is what the email said. The subject line was market data on home improvement, because I knew that the gentleman actually really liked market data. So it said, hey, Jack, I heard through David that you do a lot of research. My research company just spent $100,000 to get data on the three biggest trends driving growth in housing and home improvement and how to capitalize on them for years to come. In 20 minutes, I can show you statistical evidence of the current state of housing in the U.S., the biggest influence on housing market today and for the next several decades, the rise of technology and the smart home, the biggest concerns of current homeowners and the potential for home buyers, solving the biggest home issue instead of applying band-aids. This will be the best 20 minutes you've ever spent. What's your availability like next week? So... I sent this email to Jack and his response was very kind. He said, I've been in the industry for 30 years. If you in the first four minutes don't impress me, then I will hang up on you. I went, oh, that's nice. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. And then I proceeded to show him the core story that we had created. And uh, that call went on for an hour and a half and it ended up becoming a lead. And I did it for three other prospects that I happened to find in that week. And they were utterly shocked. I'd never been trained on their product or service. All I had in my pocket was the core story and that cold emailing script. And uh, yeah, needless to say, stop selling, start educating. Stop selling, start serving. What can you do to provide education, to provide something of value to your prospects? And if you do that in cold email, you're going to get up to nine times more response from the same emails that you're sending. If you're now wondering, how do I make my cold email stronger? You can book a call and ask, how about my cold emails? Show them to us. We can audit that for you. All you have to do is go to empireresearchgroup.com and sign up for a no-obligation consultation where we'll give you 
Not only that, we'll also find, okay, where else are you losing money with your messaging and how can you approve it so you can get up to nine times more response from the same moves you're already making. That's empireresearchgroup.com. And that is the episode again for the CEO Mastery Show. 